0: The time was mid morning and after the Lord had spent a torment night before the priests and the Romans. He had not slept for at least twenty seven to thirty hours after being illegally seized at the moment thereafter praying. Prior to that, the preceding week has been seized by extremely an emotional and roller coaster events. He had walked down from Galilee through Jericho and all the events therein. He met people like Zacharias and Zacchaeus and Barnabas, And a couple of days early, Jesus enjoyed the triumphant entry into Jerusalem, seized by the shouts and the praise of Hosanna and hallelujah. In the hours before that, our scripture, he led Ben in the Passover meal and then the Lord's Supper. There he was exposed to Judas as the traitor whose heart, mind and soul had been seized by Satan and Judas departed into the night under service, not of God, but of the fallen angel. And then just hours before this verse, there had been an extreme difficult time in Gethsemane where the blood was marinated with the sweat and the cup seized Jesus to drink from it. Then came the false arrest, seizing an innocent man, a savior, an in interrogation before a priest and pilot which escalated in several severe beatings. The word reminds us in Isaiah who foretold that he had no form to be commonest. And when he should see him, there is no beauty that we shall desire him. His face was marred more than any other man, and his form more than the son of man. The Lord Jesus by this time was probably exhausted, I would have been, perhaps near to collapse and under the shadow of death beneath the weight of the cross. He could not carry it another step. Our scriptures may have begun just outside of the governor's palace, but more probably it began with the procession that was moving along and heading to the city in the rocky road. Since it was part of the ordinary process of crucifixion, to have a condemned man carry his own cross, we assume that the Lord Jesus probably was physically unable to carry it all the way to Gargatha's hill. And even if he might have been able, it was only going to make time more slow, and the Roman soldiers could not have that. The process procession to Gargotha's Hill needed to be quickened, and a solution needed to be found by the soldiers. This process needed to be hurried, needed to be speeded up, and they decide to do a racial profile in the crowd. The Bible tells us they laid hands and seized and compel Simon to be the remedy to the slow process of moving someone to Gogotha's heel. Simon is a Greek form of the name Simeon. The script revealed about this Simon is very slack. There's not much in it to reveal who he was, other than he was, from the northern city in Africa. But my curiosity seized me to my, uh, my, beyond my understanding that I want to know more about why, Lord, this man named Simon. The first Simon we meet in God's word is illustrated as Zach, the son of Jacob. Oh, come on, y'all. You may recall that this Simon and his brother Levi took violent revenge against the inhabitants in the city by tricking them to be circumcised himself and then kill them during their weakness. There are nine other men in the Bible, particularly in the New Testament, who carry the same name, Simon. Simon Peter, the zealot, the Canaanite, the disciple who denied Jesus not once but three times. Simon Magnus, you might not have heard of him, but he's the father of betrayer Judas. Simon the Tanner, the house in which Peter stayed while ministering to Joppa and where Peter see revelation from God, the salvation was welcomed to not only the Jews, but also to the Gentiles. Simon the Pharisees in Luke 7 tells us he welcomed Jesus into his home for dinner. The meal was interrupted by a sinful woman who anointed Jesus with an expensive jar of perfume. And then there's Simon the leper who received a parable from Jesus about forgiveness. Then we have Simon of Clophis, a Jewish Christian leader that we learned, trained from his Judaism, and to follow our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This brings us forward to our final Simon from Cyrene, who we know now in the text was reluctant. The Roman soldier grabbed and seized him into service as he passed by. And you know, it was a scandalous thing to carry somebody else's cross. Not even a person of faith and creed would dare carry somebody else's cross, but he was seized into service beyond his will, beyond his rejection, but he had no choice because he was under the authority of the Roman soldiers. And Before you be so quick to judge that Simon are not jumping into the middle of somebody else's business, we got to make sure, do we jump in when somebody else is struggling? When somebody else is down, do we jump and help them up? When was the last time you stopped somebody who has been abused and who has been hurt that you stopped in and helped them with their burdens and maybe lift up their cross? I know you might be holy and sanctified in the church, in your comfort clothes, in your air conditioner rooms, but sometimes you walk by drive-by and act like you don't see people struggling and hurting. We got to realize that Salmon had the same tendencies that we have today. We get so comfortable and so busy in our own world, but we don't care what's going on to our right or to our left. Many of us have probably experienced looking forward to a significant trip in a special place. If you're like me, you're sick and tired of being locked up in COVID, but when they opened the door, you was quick to run out. You saved your money, you made your plans. Look forward for the months and months of anticipating when you can be like you used to be. Be free to breathe the air. Be free to travel down the road. Be free to climb into your best comfort clothes. Be free to get out of the stale rooms that you've been locked in for the last 36 months. Jerusalem has been the place where pilgrims came to journey for thousands of years. By this time, Jews traveled far and near to come to Jerusalem for the festival and to the holidays. Especially for the Passover. It reminds me of our homecoming today. You might not see anybody for the other 51 Sundays of the year. But you put some food out, you get everybody on that one Sunday. They don't come for the word. They don't come for anything else. They come to see who they can see and talk about who they can talk about. They come to party and not praise. And this is what the folks came, 10,000 and said, would come, and even millions would come to that week to celebrate. Simon of Kareem was making that such pilgrimage to Jerusalem. There were no planes, there were no trains, there were no automobiles, but he put Pat and Turner one foot in front of the other. You knew it had to take a long time. He had to save all his money from his job. He had to put his coins in a place so he could have some coins to spend when he got to the market. Uh, you know how it is we go to a place or a conference. We save our chains so we can buy the, the next brand new skirt. The next gait of shoes. The next crown for our head. And this is what he was thinking about when he left the providence of Africa and traveled to Egypt. He was dressed in his finest clothes. I can picture Simon heading towards the gate of Jerusalem. The temple with quick and determined steps on that Friday morning. I can picture the day in his mind he had made over and over again and imagine what he was going to do when he got to Jerusalem. I can imagine the friends he was going to hook up with. I can imagine he would already planned out his meal schedule. I can imagine he was talking about all the late night parties and the white parties he was going to attend. But on his disappointment, he got almost into the gate and however you might feel about it, his trip got interrupted. And let's be real about it. You know how upset you would be if you planned for all this many years. The Passover only happened once a year. You've been planning since last year. You had your outlook calendar blocked out. You didn't put in the nail to be transferred to your mama's house. And you're on your way down to go to the party for the whole week. But all of a sudden, you're in the groove, you're in the move, and then you get seized by a Roman soldier. I don't know about you, but it would have been upsetting to me, brother Fred. Been upsetting that the Roman soldiers wanted you not only to be incarcerated, but you heard the diverse crowd coming your way. There was tension and fear in the air. Among the crowds are women as well as men. Even there are religious leaders and some people look angry. The faces are pale and contort whereby despair. Some women are wailing, which probably confused Simon. The center of the Roman soldiers. And there was also between them and their spears, a criminal procession. The soldiers wanted Jesus to go faster, even though they wouldn't stop beating on him. They wanted him to move at their pace even though blood from him was dripping on the street. They wanted him to get strength that they'd almost beat out of him the night before. They halt, and under weight of the being, Jesus moved at a slower pace. He moved slower because he could not go further with that burden. He staggered and sank to the streets. The impatient soldiers wanted him to move quickly so they can finish their duties in their job. So they looked around and racial profile this brother named Simon. He put himself in the mind and thinking that he was going to worship, but he ended up not being able to worship and build devotion and celebrate the Passover, but suddenly was seized by these soldiers and forced to pick up the heavy blood-stained wood of a crucified convicted man. Yeah. Worst unwilling pulse. That we all would have when we see authority comes. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly people of color. Yeah. We don't have any good thoughts about when somebody's approaching us. Right. And they got gun loaded and cocked back. Right. We're not going to say how may I help you. Right. Our tendency is to run when folks approach us. No matter if your hands up or you are completely innocent, fear will make you move when you see authorities coming towards you. Simon reacted in the same way that our young brothers and sisters react now in our streets here in America. Simon was forced to submit and had to walk in the midst of the crowd, strangers, following a condemned man, ruining his best outfit, blood-stained beam now on his back. Future dreams became nightmares, from holy days to horrific days, from temple to Jerusalem place of execution. Simon walked behind Jesus in the midst of the crowd, following in Jesus' bloody footsteps. It is the spiritual juncture, my brothers and sisters, There's a combination of all of Simon's characteristics of the nine plus one that I read into your hearing that if you look at Simon who the Bible does not give us description of character you can make a calculated decision or assumption that Simon in this text had the propensity of all the other characters in the Bible if you want to be more parenthetic this represents you and I as well because if you think about it out of the millions of people who were there, out of everybody who was on the side of the road, why did Simon get picked out? Why not Leroy? Why not Ray Ray? Why not Kashika? Simon. And sometimes when we get Uh, because of oppression it might not always be a crisis but it might be Christ I, I know it's hard when your plans are derailed because of an unexpected call I know it's frustrating to come out to celebrate and be met with a crisis I know it's hard to survive 33 years of pastoral ministry if you have not been seized to serve Christ. You can't go through 33 years and not have been picked out of one in a million. You can't pastor us who will get on your last nerve, who will call you at 3.30 in the morning and expect you to answer on the first ring you can't last 33 years and be the burden bearers of all the thousands of people who adorn this door you can't pastor for 33 years and have birth ministry into men and women that cease in 20 or thirty you can't be a pastor for 33 years and have beacons that have ascended to heaven and have 27 or 30 still occupying Earth dirt. You can't be a pastor for 33 years and oversee hundreds of people's problems, illness, and any more mental distress unless you have been seized to serve Christ. When you have been seized, you don't have an option to run away. Oh, there's so many of us who have ran away. COVID showed up and tested the pulpit. The pandemic tested people's ministry. The pandemic tested people's faith. All it took was six weeks, not a year. Six weeks, people lost their faith. Six weeks, the church numbers went down. Six weeks, folks wanted to kick out the pastor because he shut the door. Six weeks, church folks didn't know who to call on. But I'm telling you, if you've been seized to serve, You can survive the complaints, you can survive the haters, you can survive all the chaos because you're not serving the people, you have been seized to serve Christ. But when you're on a design divine assignment, when you have been conceived to be on the assignment Before you was conceived in your mother's womb, you have no choice but to be under spiritual arrest. It may have came as a surprise to his friends in York, Pennsylvania, that York was not the assignment. It might have came as a surprise to his mama and daddy when they found Calvary, but Sanford was not his assignment. Because before that, it was already preordained that Nathan Wood had a bench warrant out for him. They have put out a warrant for his arrest and seizure. And when they seized him, they sentenced him to a hilltop on Nemo Road. And because he got incarcerated without any hope of parole, <laughs> he only had visitation rights he would visit those to come and ask how he was doing but they didn't stay long because they can handle the pressure of bearing the cross so he was left in his cell like Paul and Peter was he was left in the cell like James and when you're all alone and people forsake you because you're serving God over 33 years you know who your friends are. But more importantly, you know who your enemies are. You better ask somebody. You're here and you see to handle 33 years. It's a spiritual, supernatural, psychological, cyclical ministry ecosystem. It never stops churning the more you give, the more insanity comes to your way. You can't handle some things. The cross gets too heavy. The cross becomes too burdensome. You teach and cast vision of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But over 33 years, cross-bearing, gospel-sharing, crisis-de-escalation, sickness-healing, Miracle performing, baptizing, weddings, funerals, divorce courts in church. All of this during the navigation period of your own trials and tribulation. Your own body bruised and battered. Your own mind about to lose peace. You can't handle that unless you have been seized. To serve Christ. And here's the evidence. When you are seized to serve Christ, you are brought directly in the presence of Christ. We can be in the same location as Jesus, we can be in the church of Jesus Christ and never enter into his presence. I'm home now. (laughs) For in his presence there is the fullness of joy. Room check. The person beside you. Is there any joy coming from them? When they woke up this morning and started on their way. Was there any joy in their spirit? For this is the day that the Lord has made. I will what? And be what? I don't know about you, but you look like you have some hater faces in here. But God said to be in my presence, you need to have some joy in your spirit. Did I not wake you up this morning? Did I not clothe you in your right mind? Didn't I keep a roof over your head, food on your table, a little change in your pocket? And all I ask is that when praises go up, blessings come down. Let us come before his presence with thanksgivings and shout. Is everyone under the sound of my voice want to be in the presence of God? Want to be in the presence of god you might have called hell all week long the job try to work you to death half is trying to take you out the old unsaved you almost cut somebody out this week because they got on your last nerve and i'm here to tell you like i can tell my enemies you need to praise and give god some glory I'm able to control my old self because I take my preacher collar off if I take my earrings off if I take my heels off the old street me might not say go in peace <laughs> the old street in me might raise back my hand and punch you in the side of the neck because in the days we're living in people would test your preacher card people would test your Christian card and all of them make mistakes of saying because you're so meek and humble they take that for weakness but you better watch out I might have a blade in my cloak Simon wanted to be was forced to be close to Christ so close he can hear his voice. So close he can hear his heartbeat. So close he can feel the sweat from him on himself. So close that Luke said that anyone who wished to fall after me must deny themselves and take up their own cross. My brothers and sisters, how close do you want to get to Christ? How close do you want to be in his presence? how close do you want to come before him you can't do it with self the bible is very clear in Romans said therefore I urge you brethren and being correct and sisters by the mercy of God to present your body a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God which is your spiritual service of worship And do not be conformed to this world, but be conformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. We need to ask ourselves, when was the last time I sacrificed my will to fall and be seized into the service of Jesus Christ? compare that to your job compare that to your boo we get out of bed early in the morning for that job and that boo y'all know I'm right about it they can get on your last nerve sick, hell, high water you make your way to them but I ask you to come on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock ask you to log on and stay logged on not be cleaning the house not making no bacon not cooking no roast. not doing your hair but give God an hour out of your week y'all got a pastor I'm over somewhere else you'd be mad all you want but to me after 33 years it becomes habit second nature don't need to be pumped up by the praise team don't need to attend Thursday prayer session you've already been in the presence of the most high The second test you would know if you've been seized to service is that you have to follow in the footsteps of Christ. Hear me clear. I didn't say follow in the footsteps of Jeffrey Wood or Mary Hagee or Fred Webb. Felicia I said in the footsteps of Christ I don't know about you but I don't like it sometimes (laughs) to be seized by the Lord and have to walk death row see y'all don't get it because y'all ain't been seized when you follow in the footsteps of Christ you on death row. you are a dead person walking because Christ himself told me so they persecute me <laughs> and the prophets before me so will they persecute you Oh, I lost a lot of Christians, trust man. <laughs> but the psalmist reminds us that order my steps in thy word. Let not any iniquities have dominion over me. Deliver me from the oppression of the man so that I, Lord, would keep thy precepts. Make thy face shine upon thy servant and teach me thy statutes rivers of water run down my eyes because they keep on pushing me under the weight of the law. It is an honor to carry the Lord's cross and remember that sometimes difficulties do come their way. Sometimes it's hard to get up each and every Monday morning with a smile on your face. It's hard to keep going on when life seems to be blowing you from side to side. But God says if you hold on to his unchanging hands. If you hold on and trust his plan, if you hold on and do as he says, let the dashes blow, let the wind come, let the storm rage, let the haters speak up, let everybody with uh, shoot their shoot eyes at you. You died in Christ in baptism, but you committed to him in flesh each and every day. Sometimes out of our most difficult trials and ordeals and disappointment, marriage or relationship may have failed. A death of a loved one might have you spiraling into depression. Your job loss may have you getting ready to sign bankruptcy papers. Your child declining addiction may have you almost suicidal yourself. The future that you hope for is now seen to be just only a glimmer ahead. But I'm here to tell you that if you hold on to Christ, if you follow into his footsteps, the Bible say, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, his rod and his staff will comfort me. Oh, that's a praise moment right there. Because there's somebody here this morning who's walking through the shadow of the valley of death. There's somebody here this morning don't know what money's going to bring them. There's somebody here this morning that knows that if they don't get God to strengthen them in their weakness, they're not going to make it. Stay in Christ's footsteps. And before I keep you too long, my last test of the scripture. Not only are you, when you seize, you're brought closer to Christ not only are you forced to walk behind him but you will be contaminated by his blood in this COVID reality most of us have become increasingly knowledgeable about cross contamination I witnessed my brother and my sister in ministry wipe this mic off I see all the sanitizers out there. I see you all wearing your masks because of cross contamination. We know that we can be at risk if we get too close to a person who is sick. If we get too close to one, they can breathe and the vapors might float on the air particles and we can inhale contamination but you can almost be 99.9% certain if you come in contact with blood-borne disease and a pathogen get on you any nurses in the house they gear up they make sure that they put their gear on if you come in bleeding matter of fact now they put on two gloves Dumpsuits, masks, ventilating machines, use robotic. Um, can you clean yourself up first? You find that blood-borne diseases, but even dried blood, hear this, can remain and have pathogens alive for four days. Four days. Dry blood. Can contaminate you <laughs> four days. Simon was completely contaminated and washed in the blood of Christ, not only from the blood stained cross, but from being close to the body wounds of God. The Bible says He was bruised for our transgression. And our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was placed upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Now, Simon, Simon was infected and contaminated with the blood of Christ. He would have been released from the authority and the service of serving Christ by the Romans, but yet he left Calvary contaminated. And because he watched them raise him high, after they stretched him wide the Bible said that when the blood drops hit the ground the earth shook the sun turned red the veil split in the holy of holy imagine what Simon was going through he said I spent all my good partying afternoon cause Friday's when the party happens I took somebody I didn't even know their name up a rocky road called Calvary. Watched them stretch them wide and nail them to the cross. And when they raised him up, <laughs> the moon and stars start to tremble, the ground start to shake. I felt something funny on the inside, I, I couldn't put my finger on it. I asked my wife when I got home, I, I don't know if I ate something wrong at the Passover, I don't know if I drank too much wine at the Passover. But there's something on the inside that won't let me keep my peace. There's something on the inside that won't let me rest. And then sadly showed up. He thought he might have had COVID. He thought he might have had a virus. He felt something burning on the inside like fire shut up in his bones. But early on Sunday morning, God said, I'm going to show you what's wrong with you. I'm going to raise my son from the dead because he got up with all power in heaven and in earth. That blood that he was contaminated with got some power. It got some anointing. It got some things beyond our mind. He got the peace of God because the Bible says that even heaven and earth mean Christ's blood that's from the cross. And I heard old Simon say, the blood (laughs) the blood that Christ shed on me (laughs) it would never it would never lose its power Pastor Wood the blood that Christ has shed on you it would never it would never it would never lose its power. For 33 years, you've been in service. For 33 years, you've been through the pain. For 33 years, you carried your cross. For 33 years, he waited to say, well done. Well done. But you ain't done yet. <laughs> oh, I thought you said, my goodness, faithful. No, you're not done yet. Because only God. God can release you from your service my brothers and sisters to be seized into the service of Christ is not an event but a relationship it's not easy because your pastor has compassion and the Bible said he carries the burden of the sheep that God gave him to shepherd count yourselves multiply that by seven days 52 weeks out of the year count how many times in 33 years you called him he visits somebody in your family he helped you out of a jam multiply that by the number of uses here now and before only God We love you, brother. And I thank you personally for what you've done for me and my family. A sermon, 10,000 thank yous cannot... We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's Word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay Varina, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919 3531 or visit our website at www.newprovidencebaptist.com. Thank you for joining us and be blessed.